Did someone order a podcast? I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Nessie drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell Soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. LA is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Shall we answer? Pirlo. If you say it, say it with chest. Sorry, you just have to guess. Do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's He was good mates with Pablo Escobar from what oh. I read. Mara who, sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know that. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me Drew. And me George. This is the podcast where we talk about the good old days of football. We're taking you all the way back and talking about the glory days. We're talking about the Ronaldinho's, the Ronaldo's, not that one, the R9, the good one. <laughs> and yeah, it's all about the nostalgic world of football. Yeah, so each week, or but we get on a guest who will give us their favourite 11. That can be anyone. It can be someone who is playing right now. It can be someone from the past. It can be someone they played with in school. We have also had UFC players, video game characters, a fan in a stadium, and a referee playing in some of these teams. So it can be literally anyone you want. Hell of a spectrum. Yeah. So today we have, and I don't want to embarrassing by saying this our biggest guest to date it's in the name so there you go so this man is very popular on tiktok over a hundred thousand followers on tiktok over four million likes uh, over on TikTok. 148,000 followers on tiktok actually well, there, you, yeah, there yeah. you go there you go right so he goes by the name of big massive eric you've definitely seen him if you love football and you're on tiktok yeah so eric welcome thank you and i do not come with a flag on my forehead contrary to popular belief <laughs> A human filter, I thought you were, but it's good to see that you don't Kind of wish I had head. it just to cover up the hairline, but we move, we move. <laughs> uh, don't worry, mate, don't worry. <laughs> when you get to my level, then you want it more. George put a hat on I shaved my head recently. Yeah, the levels. <laughs> so, Eric, in case any of our listeners don't know who you are, and they live under a rock, explain to us what you do. I simply make videos in this exact setup, which may look familiar, where I build teams using flag filters initial filters, just all kinds of filters, and people seem to enjoy it because I pull out the obscure players, the obscure niche references, and that's how it's done. And that is why, and that is why you're here. That is how I've ended up here. The exact perfect guest for this podcast. I was going to say, I'm yeah, sweating because I'm gonna, not going to know kinda, That's kind of my thing. I'm kind of the yeah. guy for building 11s. Exactly. So before we go any further, we have to know, how do you know so much about football at such a young age? That is a good question, but I just think I have a really good memory and I kind of obsess when I get into stuff. Not that I'm like overly obsessed, but I've been into football since I was like 10. Like I've been playing my whole life, but at 10 I started like watching and reading books about it and stuff. And it's just kind of stuck. I don't really forget things and it helps. It's mad respect ended up helping me. Being known for absolutely, well, look at you now. Over yeah, exactly. four million likes on TikTok. That's, that's four and leaks. a half million likes on TikTok. <laughs> Sorry, I keep underselling Can't it. Can't forget those five hundred thousand. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, no disrespect Hold to on. those five hundred thousand. George, give us a live it. total. Well, no, no, I'm not. Gonna, well, I can give you a live total on yours, which is four point eight million likes on TikTok, compared to nostalgia's TikTok, <laughs> ten likes, <laughs> which is hold on four hundred and seventy likes. Wow. 
It's actually 4,816,681 to the exact digit. <laughs> so yeah, uh, George needs to pull your finger out with our TikTok, but yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll, we'll do that later. Right now we're going to podcast. So Eric, before we go any further, who do you support? I support Arsenal because I'm half German, as you can tell by the German kit. And when I first started watching football, it was like the 2010 World Cup and just became a Mesut Ozil fanboy. When I started watching the Premier League is right when he signed for Arsenal. So stars aligned pretty well there. Beautiful. Yeah. International wise, Canada, Germany, who are we saying? I've always supported Germany because just they've been in the tournaments, but I've also always supported Canada, but there's just nothing to talk about there until the last 18 months or so. It has been popping off. I've never had so much fun supporting the team. And I cannot You're like wait preaching to the that choir. This, that's us with Wales. The past 10 years have been the best of our lives as Wales fans. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what it would have been like in the mid-2000s. It was dark. Dark days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. We lost 8-1 to Honduras less than a decade ago, okay? That fair play. Eight. Okay. Hey, God. Wilson Palacios was a great player. Anyway, let's move away from Honduras. <laughs> Right, so uh, we're going to start off with uh, asking what your formation is, Eric. It is the bog standard 4-2-3-1. Football manager favourite. You, know you know what's hilarious is that shows your age right there because the bog standard when we were younger <laughs> was definitely 4-4-2. <laughs> yeah, no one does 4-4-2 anymore. <laughs> On my videos, no, I always make not. the teams 4-3-3, but it could be 4-3-3. Like, if you want to attack a midfielder... Nah, you can't just lump them in. It's the always three. that sort of thing, isn't it? Two yeah. wides, one striker, and then the the central. Mm-hmm. Right, so we're going to start off where every team really should start off. Is your goalkeeper. Who have we got between the sticks? Pretty basic, but it is the man I think is the greatest goalkeeper of all time. The whole team isn't just who I think are the best, but it is Manuel Neuer. I unfortunately didn't get to see him play when I went to a Germany match right before the 2014 World Cup because he was injured. But no. I just think there's no one like him. Sweeper keeper, just he's so unbeatable. Like I think yeah. he just strikes fears, strikes fear into the attackers like no one else. He just redefined the presence. position. It's like, like you said, it's like playing against an extra defender. Like, yeah, you think you're through on goal, and all of a sudden, hang on, is that the goalkeeper? <laughs> Especially in that era, like around the 2014 World Cup, he was just different breed. Yeah, absolutely. I think with with Manuel Neuer as well. Because of the almost like distraction of his coming out, it actually takes away from how good a goalkeeper actually is in the box. Because he spends so much time out of the box, people forget that actually he's a world-class goalkeeper inside the box as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It It's also with, with Neuer, you, you don't get, you know, Edison, you don't get... Um... I can't think of any off the top of my head, but those keepers that are such good ball-playing keepers without Neuer. Like, he sort of set the standard oh, for know. those sort of keepers. Just look at that assist against England in 2010. I mean, that was all John yeah. Terry and Matthew Upson's fault, but still, he assisted it from a goal kick. How yeah. many people can say they've done that? Absolutely. I think, as well, what sort of goes under a radar for Manuel Neuer is the sheer amount of appearances he's made for Germany. Now, Germany, a massive footballing nation, multiple yeah. World Cup winners, Euros winners. You sort of forget the competition he's had to fend off to keep that position. Oh, I know. I mean, look at Loris Carius. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> That's brave of you to say that as well. Yeah. I thought I'd get it in there before someone else did. <laughs> Still haunts me. 
Yeah. All right, let's move forward into your defenders. So back four. All you right. can choose which side you want to start on. We'll go. You know what? My videos. The last position is left wing, so we always go right to left. So we'll go right to left. Right back. This man. Remember the name, Alistair Johnston. He is a Canadian right back. He is our starter in the national team. Plays for Nashville. Or no, he did play for Nashville. Now he plays for CF Montreal. Sorry. Absolute baller. The move to Europe is coming. Keep your eye on him in the World Cup. I'll be honest, I've never heard of this man. And I'm not surprised. Yeah, he doesn't get a ton of recognition. He just moved to CF Montreal, but I think he's still only 23. There's a big future for him. Big World Cup for him, I hope so. He's going to have his work cut out for him, playing against Eden Hazard in the first game. And Orsic, who's no mug. And whoever Morocco have out there, like Buffal or something. But keep your eye on him. It's a good kid. Love that, love right. that. There's been an influx of, of young North American talent coming over to the, the European game for a long time now. I mean, high-profile ones, we look at like Ricardo Pepe, he's come yeah. across. Leeds have I know it's not really worked out for him straight away, he's gone to Groningen now, but I think, obviously, um, Alfonso Davis is the, obviously the, the biggest yeah. Canadian player to come over. Yeah, and there's Jonathan, Jonathan David as well, maybe. Uh, there's a lot of amazing young Canadian players out there that didn't get the recognition, and now like you just said, this guy is probably going to get a move to Europe and have a big name for himself. A big World Cup can change someone's career. Exactly. Just look at James Rodriguez. If he didn't hit that volley, who knows where he would have been. Exactly. He's just like, <laughs> now he's at Olympiacos. Like yeah, he just signed like, <laughs> right now. No, it's him and Marcelo back together at Olympiacos. He would have predicted that last season. It's one, of, it's one of the things I love about the World Cup, though, is just finding like hidden gems. Obviously not hidden for everyone. Like, Eric, you know this guy. But me and Drew don't. We'll probably watch the World Cup and be like, "Wow, this yeah. guy's good." Or you watch the I World Cup that. and see Eden Hazard spin him up, and it's <laughs> <Yeah>. just chaos. <laughs> like it won't happen. Will not. Happen. Like Joe said, the World Cup, like it, you discover players that you'd never seen before play, and like everyone's got that that player they saw at the World Cup for the first time. Mine is actually at Euros two thousand and four, uh, and Czech Republic had a player called Heinz, and he was unreal. He, I think he banged in a free kick. He, well, he just, I don't even remember that tournament so much, but I just seem to recall, I liked his name because of the, the source. The ketchup, yeah. Like, oh, this guy. <laughs> and then he played so well. I was like, oh, I love this. And then I had a thing for the Czech Republic at the time because Milan Barosh was playing for Liverpool. So it was just the, my, yeah. my team because obviously Wales weren't in it. And yeah, that's my my player from the World Cup that, or your international tournament I discovered loved it I kind of think that with Neymar in the 2013 Confederations Cup like obviously he was known but he played for Santos so like no one outside yeah. of Brazil had really ever yeah. watched him and if you remember that Confederations Cup he was on it he scored a worldie in the final scored banger after banger in the group stage and then he just went to Barcelona like immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable he's finding his form again now as well unbelievable yeah as for unknowns in the World Cup though I'm trying to think of a good example that I've seen. Maybe like Enter Valencia. He was on it in 2014. Ooh, nice. And he was playing uh, What was um, Mexico's keeper? Oh, Ochoa. Um, Ochoa. Yeah, always, always seemed to like turn up in the big. In the oh, big, I know. Uh, when they beat Germany last tournament, he was on it. Yeah. George, yours was uh, in this past Euros. Darmsgaard. You love Darmsgaard. Did I? Yeah, you went on about him for ages at the, the, the time. 
Well, since Did I? I didn't cut that. <laughs> Patrick Schick, he's another one. Patrick Schick. Yeah, yeah. If I go back to our, if our Euros are the teams of the tournament, you 100% put Darmstadt in yours. I must, yeah. I just can't remember. That's why you shouldn't drink kids. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, moving to London and drinking too much is uh, is affecting my brain. <laughs> well, let's move swiftly on from George's drinking problem and go to the next, the next defender. All right. First center back, I have Murdersacker because if you think back, 2017 FA Cup final, Arsenal are playing against Conte's Chelsea, who are like the possibly the best team in the world. And we have a slight problem. Koscielny has just got a red card in the final game of the season, meaning he's suspended. Gabriel Paulista is injured. Mustafi is injured. What do we do? We take Murdesacker, who has not started a game all season and only played the last like 15 minutes of our last game because he's been injured. Stick him in defense. And he just has a colossal man of the match performance, and we win the FA Cup. And I've never been so inspired by a player playing in a game than that. That's your ultimate dream—a German Arsenal player. Yeah, and he was our captain, and he came from doing like not even playing that season to just dominating. And from what Great I understand, times. the Premier Saka, he's got like a great footballing brain. I think he's gone into coaching now, but yeah, he's I, our from what I understand, twenty-one he's... coach, I think. Yeah. I, I can that. tell you. I love does. it when players do that. There's a clip on the Arsenal YouTube channel where they were, some kids were like asking him questions, and the prank was that they start asking him just random questions that have nothing to do with football. And someone asked him what the capital of Namibia was, and he actually got it right. And it was like it was on the spot. I was like, "Holy God, this guy knows his stuff." <laughs> what is the capital of Namibia? Windhoek. There you go. Yeah. Don't test. Don't test Eric on his <laughs> flags, man. Come on. That's just. I was. Went, I was. I was. I was testing. Some big purrs playing football, being the man. So like, he doesn't have time to memorize his stuff. That's why it's even more impressive <laughs> from him. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Per Mertzaka, uh is his FIFA cards. He actually holds the record for the slowest ever player on FIFA. Ever? <laughs> with a pace total of 29 he had oh my in his God. last yeah, season. FIFA 17. 29 pace. Or, yeah, FIFA 18. Oh, it's it's harsh because whenever you start the Arsenal career mode, it's you just have to put him on the transfer list. <laughs> and it's it's not what you want to do, but you have to. Surely he's not pace. that slow, though. I don't think he can be that slow. <laughs> I've never seen him go full speed, so I can't say. Well, his legs are long he enough. He only takes three strides to get across the pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he um he was at Arsenal for quite a while, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but seven, six or seven years. Yeah. He's captain for like three of those. But we kept him one season too long. The year after the cup final, he was definitely past it. He was riding high on that cup win that he'd done so much with. True. He played a (laughs) solid minute in the final. Helped defend (laughs) that like messy free kick. You ever see the messy free kick with like the dramatic commentary in like the last minute? It's like Messi on a million backs, and he just puts in the rose head. <laughs> <laughs> and the million backs start crying. Yeah. Per got a front row seat of that. Being in the wall. It's probably his height that put him off. Yeah, it's true. He's like, I've got to hit it high to get over that guy. And then <laughs> too high. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got we've got Alistair Johnson, we've got Per Mertzaka. Who is your next defender? It is someone who is who literally no one has ever heard of because it is not a real player is a youth academy player from my FIFA 20 career mode with Port Vale. 
No, I got. You guys said couldn't be fake by yourself. Thought hey, we'll get into it. We're already in. We're so invested. His name is Peter Lewis, and this poor Vale career mode FIFA twenty. It was like the time of the first lockdown, so there was just an infinite amount of free time, and I was only in grade twelve, so I basically had no responsibilities. They're like, yeah, you don't have to do schoolwork. Your grades can't go down. So I'm like, okay, let me just play like 10 seasons with Port Vale, win the Champions League a bunch of times. Peter Lewis, big center back, number 18, six foot four, just absolute rock of a man. Got up to 99 rated yes. through the dynamic potential. Literally the greatest center back of all time. Hero the, of the, the height Stoke of this back squad. two. Yeah, six foot four. Murdoch's definitely six three, six four. Would be very dangerous on a corner. I think it, those I think two were in the wall. Than... Messi would put it into out of the stadium. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I think he's got more than twenty nine pace. Oh, I think it was ninety nine. I think it maxed yeah. out ninety nine yeah. pace. Because dynamic potential, <sighs> like he already had crazy potential, and then with like the better he plays, it grows even more. And he just yeah. becomes absolute world of a player. I I also love the fact that like in FIFA, a youth player comes through, so they've just got to generate a random name. So they just pick the most English oh, yeah. Peter sounding Lewis, name they possibly the can. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. I think for FIFA regens are different to the uh, football manager regens because the football manager ones they actually have like a lot of them are like named after pro- producers and stuff on the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I the FIFA ones just like random generator. Here we go. <laughs> Anyone? John John could have been great. Do you play a lot of football manager? Yes, too much. Never my wife suggests. I might have to get it. This Fantastic! Year. I, would I feel like you, that it. would be right up your street. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a beautiful game. You get lost in it. I probably would have got a better degree had I not just played it in university. <laughs> I've always loved career mode <laughs> That's more than true. like Ultimate Team, just because of like the managing aspect. But I also like playing the games. Yeah, I know football managers uh, simulate and watch them. Yeah, you do. You sure watch it. Yes, but that's kind of better because it's down to your like IQ yes. rather than your how good you are at the game. Yeah. Also, Which more means it'd be because... stupidly easy for you. <laughs> yeah, Aww. you like walking it. <laughs> I'm blushing. We're just making your head huge now. I need to bring you down a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I told you, I'm he here for the knowledge. Move. George is just here to keep the guests happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's finish off your defense. We got left back. Being from Canada, it could be someone. Yeah, it quite is quite obvious. It is. It's it kind is. of a boring okay. one, but he is the first. No, he's the second player I've ever had two kits with their name on it. It is Alfonso Davies. Just yeah, he shows that the Canadian boys can make it. I absolutely kind of came out of nowhere. I remember when he was 16 in the Concacaf Gold Cup. He scored like three or four goals in the group stage. I was like, wow. And I just turned 15 and I was like, geez, I got to get my act together because I only have a year to get up to this guy's level. <laughs> never really happened. Do you guys ever have those moments when you're younger where you see a player like who's your age? Do you like remember the first sort of instance of that? And you're like, oh no. I'm Raheem Sterling. <laughs> yeah? Are you like 27 yeah. or 28? Yeah, I'm 28. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Raheem Sterling broke through at Liverpool. So I was like, oh, this kid's incredible. I wonder how old he is. He's like, oh, he's the same age as me. Oh, God. <laughs> now yeah. I want to die. I particularly remember Ansu Fati because he was like the first player younger than me that I have seen like 
I remember checking. It's like, oh, 16 year old scores for Barcelona. I was like, no, I'm 17. <laughs> I've got to get my There goes together. the dream. <laughs> He's the one in particular. But yeah, we're Davis still hoping like on that. the dream, and we're 28. <laughs> I feel like it's gone. Am I right in thinking that Alfonso Davies featured on a rap song? I think so. I believe so. And it was terrible. <laughs> that's my that's my recollection. Was of he it. rapping or was he like in the music video? I, th- I think he was rapping. I think he was. I'm a, it does ring know. a bell. I probably should have went out and looked at this. Alfonso Davies. <laughs> Rap song. I can't go. Yep. To, I can't be too critical on him because uh, the national team are following me on Instagram, and if they find me slandering the star boy, <laughs> then I will lose all privileges. <laughs> so we only say positive the things. Ca- wait, 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 wait! The Canadian national team are following you on. Yeah, they joined my live and as a flex. There we go. Knowledge on TikTok, and I was basically just begging, that's, begging them to take me to the that's World That's our Cup. dream. <laughs> Drew, that's our goal to get the Wales national team to follow us. Yep. I'm wearing the new kit. It's like it came out today. I got it on. Look at that. How? <laughs> Do you just like I, pre- I pre-ordered it and I ha- oh. it actually came three days ago. That's a risk. Pre-order. Yeah. Oh, so you knew before everyone else. You should have exploited that. Been like, I have the new kit that they haven't revealed yet. <laughs> so uh, Alfonso Davis does rap on a song by the group Stu Gang. And it's called the song is called Nervale, which I assume is German. Oh, so he he may well be rapping in German. Hmm. Uh, I would love to tell you if he is, but I cannot read German. So <laughs> I don't know what it says. <laughs> I know a wee bit. <laughs> Basics. I did French in school. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, All right well, there is a supreme defense. I mean, one of them yeah, is 99 rated on FIFA. Right, one of them that. is five or six-time Champions League winning centre-back. <laughs> so, let's move into your midfield. You've got two midfielders. Are we holding, anchoring? What are we, what are we doing with these midfielders? Uh, they're both, I think, very balanced. Like, one of them is more box-to-box, and one of them is kind of like deep-lying passer, I would say. Nice. First midfielder, for a funny reason icon of my tiktok page is zinchenko i know he's a left back but by trade he is a central midfielder he was a central midfielder growing up and i think we should play him there at some point why him the first ever tiktok flag filter video i did in march march 1st 2022 first ever player picked is zinchenko (laughs) so how can you leave him out because it all began with a bit of zinchenko since then fantastic i think well this seems like a perfect segue into how you managed to get into this and your your tiktok emergence and how you've gone from strength to strength so you started off just posting a video and then it just took off yeah for for like two years or so i just post a video every like two months just something random just to try and make my friends laugh get like you know three digit views which you don't want that, with all due respect to those out there who get three-digit <laughs> views. That says. And then I just kind of wanted to go for it. Like, the flag filter, first flag filter video blew up. I'm like, oh, let me keep doing these. These are fun. Then I got, like, 10,000 followers by the end of the month. 
then the next month I had like thirty thousand. I'm like, let me just keep going. This yeah, this is good. I'm I've been pretty creative with it. So the only way is up. Yeah, it's so cool. Those those like all started with Zinni. Yeah, those team building um, videos on TikTok do just blow up because people are so interested in it. Yeah, and I think I was the first one doing it with the flag filter. Because literally the day yeah. that flag filter dropped, I like saw it on TikTok. I'm like, oh, let me build a team. Because I actually did both with so an good. Instagram flag filter like like over a year ago and just put the clips on TikTok. And they didn't do very well, but that's like the absolute roots of it. Well, you got to put the roots in somewhere and then look where you are now. Oh, yeah. And then to make, it, and to make it a beautiful little sentiment for you, Zinchenko then signed for Arsenal. I know. Yeah. Only a few months later. <laughs> That's what I was Meant thinking. to be. How iconic. Is it just me as well? He's always been good, but is it just me or does he seem so much better at Arsenal? Yeah, I think everyone's just going a little crazy because we've had some poor left back. Not tyranny, but like, I don't know. We were dealing with a bit of Kalasnach, but a Nuntovarsh over the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. An aging Nacho Monreal. Yeah, he was really good in his prime, though, but there's, I think, one season too many with Big Nacho. But yeah, he's it's because he's not surrounded by the absolute world class players like he would be at City. You know, if you're in the same teams, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, Mares, you're not. Yeah, you get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it all start with a bit of Zinchenko in this midfield. Where are we going next? Next, we will go to Bastian Schweinsteiger. <laughs> he, him, and Meza Ozil were like my two favorite players when I was a kid. So it'd be rude to leave him out. I actually have his kit. Be rude not to get it out of the closet. Gotta get it. I have definitely murdered the spelling of his name. <laughs> as long as you know what it says, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I know who it is. I know. I know who well, I'm saying later we'll, on. We'll wait for this kit. This Don't it. hold the kit up yet. Wait there. Hold it. Put oh, it down. Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> George, how do you spell Schweinsteiger? <laughs> no, I can't because I've on, just seen how on, you actually. No, I'm not no, doing it. I don't it. think you, I don't think you remember. It. Come on, give it a go. <sighs> No. Oh, okay. So I, I know I'm wrong because I've just seen you hold that up and I've seen how you spell it. So I didn't put a C after the S. Um, <laughs> I put S-H-W-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-G-E-R, which oh, is so horribly wrong. You're just missing Close. the C. Was it, was it actually? Yeah. Everything else is right. Let's get a scene better days. Oh. I got this like the Christmas before they won the World Cup in this kit. That's Beautiful such kit. a clean kit. I That's hardly took kit. this off for like three years around that. Grade 7, grade 8, I was coming to school with this like two, three times a week. I'm not even kidding. That. Oh god, yeah, you don't you don't have uniforms, do you? No. Oh, that's so sad. You imagine, guys didn't get to express all the crazy kits you have. Well, well, this this is the funny thing. So, uh, in like British schools, you'd, you'd obviously you've got a uniform, but you'd have non-uniform days on like um, special occasions and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen the in-betweeners. So, yeah. <laughs> so on, <laughs> uh, on those non-school uniform days, like all all the girls in your class would just be would dress as well as they could. The guys would just wear trackies on whatever their newest or best football top was. It was that's so sick. funny. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. I would. I have so many kits. I think I must have like forty plus, just nice. from like birthdays and Christmas and now I get sent like mystery boxes from certain yeah, companies. I've probably that. got like seven or eight from just for free from promoting these places. So 
Right, George. And there's get, only get more on the, on, the on, the on the way. There's only more on the way. So it's all right, Drew. We'll, we'll start. We'll start doing. We'll start doing these videos about building a team. Mine will be awful, obviously, but um, <laughs> and then we'll we'll just get the free the free mystery boxes. Won't I don't it? know if that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick to our podcast. That's what we're good at. Yeah, stick to true, what we know. True, true, true. <laughs> all right, so Schweinsteiger. We know how to yes. spell his name now. Let's talk about the player. Not not the United version of the player because he was pants. Yeah. He joined United at the wrong time. Let's talk about the main one, Chicago Fire. <laughs> Aiming to win the World Cup with the Chicago Fire. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, this, the Schweinsteiger that we saw at Bayern, at Germany, incredible player. Yeah. Ultimate serious, central midfielder. Pace, power, baller. aggression. Love mm. it. That's the position I play as well. So that's why I liked him so much. And then Ozil, obviously, for the passing. But Schweinsteiger was like exactly my position. Box to yeah. box. He's just a fantastic football player. He's just so like you'd watch Germany play in like the twenty ten World Cup, and you've obviously got like the skill players like Özil in there, and you had Thomas Müller, and you had Miroslav Klose in his last World Cup, and it's such a talented attacking team. And you just had in the engine room the successor to the Michael Ballack throne, Schweinsteiger oh, in I there. Know. Him and Kadira as two, so yeah. good. It's a shame Kadira got injured in the warm up of the World Cup final. That is heartbreaking. Literally. Well, at least he was there yeah. when they won it. At least he wasn't like in I know. the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. When in the last few minutes, he was like getting up from the bench and yelling at the ref <laughs> and that stuff. I think that reporter Sorry. who asked Schweinsteiger if the Chicago Fire can win the World Cup set, set, us, set us football yeah. fans in the West back another 10 years from being respected <laughs> by the English. <laughs> hey, the Welsh always respected you, my friend. Oh, yeah. Appreciate Ever it. since that one-one draw in uh, USA versus England, I don't remember Canada versus England or anything. No, no, we've barely played anyone good. I think we played Argentina before the 2010 World Cup and just got the pants pulled down by like, Di Maria. <laughs> <laughs> but we're playing Uruguay in like two weeks. That's our first Incredible big pass. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be a hell of a yeah, tournament. That Belgium game, I've never looked forward to a game more in my life. Our, our first game. Oh, trust trust us. We we like a good Belgian game. Who are Wales playing first? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> big Hal Robson Kanu. Who are Wales playing first? Uh, we've got uh, USA first. I think it's USA first. Is it England oh, that's second? That and smashing then... game. Yeah, then Iran. Yeah. Don't love an England game. The second game in a group, though. No, big Daniel. What a free kick! Not a big Bell, fan. He's got See, two just... two free kicks in back to back games. That's insane. Yeah. That's, and they were both like bail. so far out. Yeah, the second one, the, in fact, probably both should have been saved by the goalkeepers. No, but... yeah, the Joe Hart one especially. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. just like, he's not going to shoot from there. Uh oh. Weirdly, ended up playing together at Tottenham. Yeah. I, he was I, I reckon he said that to him in the training room, didn't he? Like, <laughs> have you got new gloves yet, Joe? You probably need them. You know that Wales <laughs> win over Belgium that can inspire me because that Belgian team, so good, but ah, you can beat them. They can't defend players and Ramsey and Bale. You can't, they yeah. can't defend. I wonder who their defenders are going to be. Is it like Jason Jason Denier, Denier Old yeah. Vertonghen, Old Alderweireld, Derek Boyata? <laughs> Who's the other one? 
over Malin. He was playing in the last Euros. Like, what the hell? This guy was playing for Is he Is Vermalen still playing? Probably fully retired. I don't know what he was doing starting in the last Euros, but that's mad. Right, well, beautiful centre midfield partnership. Yeah. That, that genuinely would work very well as a centre midfield partnership. Oh, I know. A couple of blondies. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go into your three. Are we talking three attacking midfielders, two wingers and attacking midfielder? How are we setting it? Two wingers, Cam, striker. Respect yeah, that. That is how it is done. Right wing, he's not... He could play on the right wing, but we have gone with Chupo Moting. Now you're like, why on <laughs> earth have you picked this guy? Nice. Let me tell you. I went to a Germany versus Cameroon friendly match in 2014. It was the first game I've ever been to. And... I had never even heard of him, but he scored a beauty. And it's probably the best goal I've ever seen someone score in person. It's not, like, incredible, but it's, it's the best one I've seen in person. It's what, I think it goes like that. across the keeper, and I was like, wow, who's this guy? <laughs> and then you saw the rest of his career and thought, oh, this is the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw him clear it <laughs> off his own, clear him back. I was going to say that. <laughs> I think Chupamoteng should go down, or if fact, not Chupamoteng, Chupamoteng's agent should go yeah. down as the most talented yeah. man in football. It's probably just some money laundering. <laughs> yeah, a, it has to be. It has like, to be. It's like the Pjanic Arta swap deal. That sort of that sort of vibe is just whenever Chupamoteng goes somewhere, it's definitely a way to get some money off the books or to pay yeah. someone somewhere. Clearly, good. Good Stoke, little link PSG. as well back back to you, Eric, is he started off his national career playing for the under-19s of Germany. Yeah, he was born in Hamburg. He was yeah. born in the same neighborhood that my grandmother was from. Like, he, the oh, first really? club he played for that has no Wikipedia page is like the one that's like down the street from her. So, it's kind of mad. Nice. Yeah, that's crazy. Small world, eh? In it. I remember Chief Moteng was part of the amazing Schalke team, which also included... Big Joel Matip had to get him in. What a guy! And they had a, they had a team that was competing in the Champions League every year. Yeah, Draxler, Chupamoteng. Yeah, they beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu four three. They almost came back because they lost the first like two yeah. 0 <laughs> Sane, I love that's teams like that. His name. He yeah, smashed one in the net. Keeper was what I love about team. Schalke as well is they have their tunnel to go onto the pitch is like an old mine shaft, or they made it look like an old mine shaft. Yeah, I've seen pictures. It's a mining school. town. It's incredible. Love that. They really had a good team like a decade ago in the Champions League semi-finals. They had like Rakitic, Raul, Neuer, yeah. Matip. Huntelaar. Oh, young what a, what a team. Hey, I, you know what? I like Chupamotang. I'm in. Sold. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, they what a team. So, right. But they let Darren Gibson score a goal against them in a Champions League semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Eric, you've got you've got a vast footballing knowledge. Is there ever been another player, do you reckon, to play for both Stoke and Bayern Munich, except for this guy? Shakiri. Shakiri. Okay, fair. <laughs> Sorry for answering that one so quick. Kind of. No, you both did as well. Fair play. Anyone else? I don't think so. Can't be many. If the, if there is anyone else. Well, yeah, I think um, when he was like 19, Thomas Muller went on loan to Stoke. That's not true. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. League, League 2 Stoke, Thomas Muller was banging him in. Louis Van Hal said, you need to go play some Pulis ball if you want to get into our team with Robin and Ribery. 
<laughs> All right. Great pick. George leaders on. Right, okay. Are we going to go over to the next wing or are we going to go with our attacking midfielder? Well, you go attacking mid first. Left cool. is always last. Center I feel like this mid. is an obvious choice. Yeah, it's a bit of Mezzet. Yeah. Bit of Mezzet. That goal against Ghana, 2010 World Cup. That's like one of the first memories I have. Just watching that with my dad. We went mad. Flick up. Or it's like box. pass to him, takes like a heavy uh, kind of up touch. Just bangs it on the volley. He's only 21 Beautiful. then. And the first game I ever watched on TV was Germany-Australia in that tournament. They went 4-0. And I didn't know at the time because I was just seven and just kind of oblivious. But I've watched back and he completely bossed that game. And he was playing for Werder Bremen, so he would have been somewhat of a lesser-known player. But he just pulled all the strings. I think he set up two of the goals as well. Yeah, and he had, the, he had that weird haircut with like the blonde frosted tips as well. Oh, yeah, what a guy. What a player. <laughs> yeah, he, he's moment. scored one of the best goals I've ever seen as well for Arsenal. Against Ludogrets. Um Yeah, yeah. Canadian yeah. goalkeeper. Was it in the Europa League or the Champions League? No, that was League? Champions League. Was it? The goalkeeper is That's Canada's so goalkeeper. He completely like, sat him down. Yeah, uh, it, he's got a hat against them in the other leg. Incredible. It's just not even the, goal, the the fact that he like took it over the keeper. It's then having the wherewithal after lobbing the keeper to still maintain. That was me. As soon as the it's past the keeper, I'm like, smash it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks but, like an easy one to mess up trying to like put it over yeah. the keeper and dribble a bit. But we were two 0 down that game, and that one at three two. So very important goal as well. Incredible. Obviously, think... getting out of the group to play Bayern Munich in the round of sixteen ended <laughs> terrifically. For the London Reds, <laughs> just the ten-two loss on aggregate. Honestly, I wish he didn't put that over the keeper and just put it into Rose. Because we would have just... Yeah, it's just, but we would have played Barca because that's who PSG, the other team in our group, played, and that's when they beat them with that insane comeback. So, Sergio Roberto. Either way, we're getting embarrassed. God, yeah. You know what? I, I chose you... to watch Dortmund versus Benfica instead of the Barca PSG six-one. <laughs> I, I watched that live. I watched that live, like the Barca PSG one, and I, I don't think I've ever watched a better game of football or a more oh, exciting game of football. Yeah, Thorman just wiped the floor four 0 against Benfica, a bombing hat trick. Who gives one? <laughs> <laughs> I think back onto old Mesut. I yeah. think because his Arsenal career tailed off in a sort of, well, not a great way, but the player that he was when he joined. The fact that you managed to get him from Real Madrid when you did, and yeah, that's the, pretty incredible, insane. And the, the fact he's unbelievable player. Like the, I genuinely think, if not for De Bruyne, he's he's one of the best creative midfielders that the Premier League's ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And then it's just a shame that Kev, big Kev's coming and gone. <laughs> you thought that was good? What oh, I know, Kevin is Kevin is unplayable. <laughs> he's so it's I like think Ozil's me. like silkier, but Kevin De Bruyne is more like authoritative and yeah like yeah i feel like machine. everything that happened with ozil's career at arsenal as well is sort of like not um tarnished, tarnished the legend way, but yeah. like yeah it's just sort of like he because he was possibly one of the best players arsenal have ever had and that's saying something with an invincible squad as well like yeah yeah i wish that oh, we wasted half a season playing willian on that wing <laughs> in the half of the season where Ozil was completely exiled from the squad and I just think yeah oh, if only he had a chance if only oh, a massive what if there you go yeah right let's move away don't want to make you sad about the Mesut Ozil so let's no. move on from the great player the Mesut Ozil is 
and go to. So you always finish on the left. So you want to do striker first, or you want to do left? Oh no, left mid then striker okay. slash left wing. Left wing, Jacob Schaffelberg. He is someone who has played one game for Canada from Nova Scotia, though. He's like the only guy to make it from Nova Scotia to the national team, which is crazy. Love he plays that. for Nashville. He was at Toronto FC. He's the starting left winger, and then they signed this guy uh, named what's his name, L- Lorenzo Insigne or something. So I'm like, yeah, I never heard yeah. of him. Yeah, so it was a little a little hard to compete against him for the left wing spot. So they loaned him out to Nashville, and he's killing it right now. I really Love hope that. he gets into the World Cup squad just to rep Nova Scotia. Love I that. saw him play Love. when he was, I think, eighteen or nineteen. We have a local team here called the Halifax Wanderers, and they were only founded like three years ago. And the first ever game they had was just a combination like the best players in Atlantic Canada against Fortuna Dusseldorf's under-21 team. And this guy, Jacob Schaffelberg, absolutely stood out, scored a beauty, scored in the penalty shootout. We actually won that. And that. since then, I've been like, what's happened to this guy? Oh, he's at Toronto. Oh, they brought in one of the best wingers of the generation to compete with him. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully well, I, you, you gotta love a hometown hero absolutely gotta love a hometown yeah. hero yeah yeah I know my dad so actually George. met his mum when Toronto FC played our local team Amazing. a few months ago yeah he was sat next <laughs> to this woman in a Toronto FC shirt and he's like said something about them being the rivals she's like oh I have a special connection to them my son plays for them <laughs> it's Jacob Schalfberg he's like wow <laughs> so George yeah, I've seen you've been googling as we've been talking here did you find him? yeah Oh, I was going to ask you how to spell it. <laughs> oh, no, I found it. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I was hoping to test your spelling again just to just for some more great content. I did spell it wrong on my sheet, but, you know, I wrote I it down even, before I Googled it. I've just written Jacob. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it's actually literally as it, as it said. It's not oh. hard. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to love a hometown hero. I think players yeah. that you have even the slightest affiliation with you have an attachment to just because yeah. you're like, oh, that oh, could have been sure. me. They're like they're repping repping you in your area. Yeah, we don't have many of those around here. Um, the closest we've got is Harry Wilson. I was gonna say, oh, yeah. uh, interesting. He's from a town about forty minutes away from where we live. Yeah, Jacob Schalfberg isn't from my city. He's from the valley in the province, but still our province. It's close enough. Close yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Community kind of feel. I feel like people think that a bit with me. Like a lot of the people I meet. Who like recognize me from like TikTok and stuff? They're like, "Oh, you're dude!" Like, because no one from Canada or like Nova Scotia is like has any sort of you know big thing in football, social media or anything. But people are always like bigging me up, saying like, "Oh, you're doing like Canada proud and stuff." I was like, "Thank you." Yeah, you got to rep it. <laughs> nice. Right, let's move away from your midfield, a great midfield that it is, and go yeah. to your lone striker. Who have we got? Uh, we've got another legend of Port Vale who does not exist. His name is Dominic Lavrenchisks, Hungarian striker we picked up in the first season from the free agents list. He was a regen. The career mode was regens and youth academy players only because I find that more fun. Yeah, and I agree. It is, yeah. He started off like 50-something rated. Anyways, absolutely balled out wearing the number nine. Left-footed Hungarian strike with five-star skills, six-foot tall, helped us win all those Champions Leagues, got us up from League Two to the Premier League, certified goat, club legend, 
Yeah. I got, <laughs> so got a statue outside, outside the ground. One of the players even retired, one of the regens. I got so far in that career, but I had nothing to do all day. I was going to say, that's, that's that is insanity. I got into the 2030s. And the worst thing, I, <laughs> Did didn't, you... I didn't simulate any games. Oh, yes. that's what I was going to ask. Did you sim? <laughs> I would get Love through that. like a season in a day. It was that's peak lockdown. lockdown. That's what lockdown was for. Lockdown was a wonderful thing. Yeah. As my health derailed and my <laughs> just social interactions were at an all-time low, Port Vale were climbing the football league and I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> Parents walk in. Eric, you don't look so good. Don't worry about that. Port Vale are about to beat Bayern. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I've got in my head as well that you, in the Champions League finals you were in, you were fully suited up. Oh, I still have the lineups written in my notes from both teams. <laughs> ah, the, flags, yes. the players' names. <laughs> when was the first That right one? there is why you're on this podcast right now. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I sound like such a loser. <laughs> yeah, the first final that I have all the names for is the 2028 EFL Cup final. It took me like eight seasons just to get in the EFL Cup final. Like, you don't even know. When I got to the Premier League, it was mid-table for like a good three years. And that makes it more I love that. Where are Port Vale at the moment? Near Stoke. <laughs> I think they're in League 2 if they got promoted then good right. for them they had the world's tallest goalkeeper playing for them last year 6 foot 9 wow a guy from that... Czech Republic is that the tallest? yes because Pantillamon was like 6 foot 7 wasn't he? was he? yeah, yeah. he was mad tall he filmed with Chris MD do you guys watch any of that? he has like 100 shots against the Oh, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. Uh, I think I have as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, important now, because <laughs> we definitely don't know how to spell this person because we can't Google him. How are we spelling that surname? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I have it written down in here. It is very Hungarian. All right, L-O-V. Yeah. R-E-N, like the yeah. Croatian. C-S-I-C-S. Pronounced Lavrentius because there's like a real Hungarian player with that name, and the regenerated players and the free agents take like the real names of the players. Nice. Well, judging on the back of that first eleven, you understand the concept down to the ground. <laughs> it's just, oh yeah, yeah. when yeah, you said like it could be like fake players, I was like, oh, this is fun. This isn't just yeah. like my old time eleven or whatever. We've had regens before. We had a striker. Uh, one of our first episodes, actually, one of our. Former guests Harry picked a striker from his football manager career, and since then I don't think we've actually had any other ones. Oh no, no regens from games or anything, which is great because yeah, I wanted some... to talk about them for ages and no one's no one said any. <laughs> and you just can't talk about these players to anyone because they're not real. No, they don't no get one it. Understands. They don't get it. No, they don't understand the magic that was in Dominic Lavrentius' left foot. Well, you're in a safe space here. This is this is <laughs> the place good. to talk about it. That's good. Right, George, oh, you go. got injured in our first Champions League final against Atletico. No, oh, we, dude, Joao Felix, 120th minute winner. I was, I was in devastated. Oh, don't even want to think back. <laughs> the okay. anguish is still real. <laughs> okay, go back to that. Would you say Champions League final? Go back to it. All right, let's try and was... change the script. Let's try and change the script a bit. So you're you're down in that Champions League final. Who are you bringing on to change the game? And this is your super oh, sub. Super sub. I wouldn't bring him on because he's a real player. But it is Gabriel Martinelli. Because when this guy was 18 and hadn't even started a league game for us, 
I made the bold move to buy his kit because I really liked our bruised banana away kit. And I saw him playing in the League Cup and the Europa League, and I thought, this guy is going to be the man. And it appears, it appears he might just be the man. Yeah, he's decent. Terrific player. Yeah, Liverpool were victims to him early doors. I know that we lost that game, but in that like crazy 5-5 League Cup game. He... I was there. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's a I was. crazy it was my... game. It was on my birthday, that game. Oh, that Willicle was disgracefully good. Yeah. The, the goals in that game were insane. That deserved to be the winner. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Willick Oxlade with Chamber scored a banger. Yeah. Origi scored like an overhead, overhead kick. Overhead kick. Best moment of my life. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I was so mad about that. I was just that Willick goal deserved to be the winner. It was insane. Insane game. Genuinely insane game. I I started that game age twenty six and I finished at age fifty three, I think. <laughs> Literally. Oh, the yeah, Ozil but, flick for the Maitland Niles goal too. That was oh, pretty filthy. In, incredible. A beautiful game. Loved that game. You had a young Nico Williams playing his debut for Liverpool. He set up De- nice. Divock Origi. He's gone now. It's a sad thing. But he still plays for Wales, so I can I can get involved with that. It would have been yeah, useful to Arsenal... keep him around because there's yeah. not much competition for Trent. No. Oh, and you guys clear. are Welsh. Yeah, of course. You must have an affiliation with them. Yeah. I'm Terry so Wilson glad he still left Liverpool because now I can like him. No, we sold him. After his 17th loan spell, we thought it was about yeah. time. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, he's full. What happened? He's full now, isn't he? His dad made a bet that he would play for Wales. When yeah, he his grandfather, yeah. His grandfather, and he made bank off that. So did former Wigan goalkeeper. What was that guy? Chris Kirkland. Chris Kirkland. I think it was his dad or his uncle made a bet and made like 10,000 pounds off it. Nice. Insane. England. As soon as I have any kids, I'm putting money on all of them. <laughs> True, who they're playing for? Well, this is the thing, right? So, they right. So, obviously, Wales is first choice, but also at the same time, they have a more chance of winning the World Cup if they play for France. Uh, my wife is French, Eric. Uh, or they could play for England. They're not doing that. They could play for England. They're not doing that though. Uh, they could play for either. I'm not sure which one it is. Either Al- Morocco or Algeria. Because of Alinka's okay. grand- grandfather, or they could play for Italy because Alinka's uh, maiden name was Longo, which is an Italian surname. So somewhere down the line, she's Italian somewhere. So <laughs> wow. they could play anywhere. So what I'm going to do is go through the youth sections of all those teams, <laughs> find the best fit, and then we'll go for that country. Just see who <laughs> takes them. <laughs> yeah, just a small matter of having the children first, and then convincing them that they should be <laughs> professional sports players. <laughs> Oh, my youths have the option through me of Canada, Germany, and United States, because my mom was born there. Good so, selection, see? Great selection. I mean, the US is not... If you're playing for a North American team, you're playing for Canada. If you're yeah. accepting that you're not going to win the World Cup, you're playing for Canada. If you want to try to win the World <laughs> Cup, by all means, go to Germany. <laughs> hey, who knows? Oh, Canada yeah. might be in a few years. I would say a few, and more than a few, but... <laughs> Hey, they might win this one. Strange things have happened. Greece yeah, won year 2004. We're the home nation. Hey, man, Costa Rica got out of that group, got to the quarterfinals. Group Ooh, of death. Knows. That has also given me hope that they got out of that group. <laughs> I would love an underdog to win. I'm not just saying that because of Wales, but I would love an underdog to win this one. I oh, think I know. Be so it's, good. It's, about, it's about time. I haven't seen that in my yeah. life, like an underdog win. No, like well, we saw the Greece one, but you were two when that happened, so I don't know if you remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't my prime. Filling we're diapers. tuning into uh, Euro two thousand and four final to watch Anglos Karastayas and the boys take on Portugal. 
I was feeling that's an understatement as well. It wasn't my prime knowledge. <laughs> it really hit me when I got to about three years old. That's when I knew. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I missed the 2006 Champions League final because I was only three. I would have been not very happy. No, soul destroying. <laughs> Samuel Eto'o, yeah. boys. Wasn't very good. Well, it wasn't was a very good. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Or a Chelsea fan, or a United fan, or a Liverpool fan, or anything but Arsenal, really. Right, let's let's move away from from the from all this. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the manager, of the stadium, and the kit. We are here with Eric, and he's given us his starting eleven and his super subs. So we're going to move on to his manager. Manager, it's not like my favorite manager of all time, but it's just a manager I rate. It is Eddie Howe. He has won me over. Nice. Not that I was really a critic, but I always thought he was good. But since what he's done in Newcastle, I've been like thoroughly impressed. He is he's taken them to another level. I have to agree. And I think as well, when he signed there, a lot of people were like, oh, well, he's going to do well because the Newcastle owner is just going to plow loads of money in, buy all the players, and then that'll be that. But re- I know they have spent some money, but they didn't buy world beers. They bought Matt Target, Chris Wood. <laughs> Trippier Dan Burns. If like Crystal Palace or Southampton had bought those players and like Isak, you wouldn't have really thought there was a financial takeover or something. No. It would just kind of fit in. Yeah. Well, I think the main sign that they've made, which is which has transformed them, is Bruno Gomarish. Oh yeah. He's yeah, an he incredible seriously player. Seriously good. And, and the emergence yeah, of Sam Maximam is, is just a, a just a, a world be a Gucci headband wearing Monster, I love that. Oh, guy. I hope he has a good season. He's looked so sharp already. Like, imagine him in the France criticism. squad for the World Cup. Oh, that would be so nice. He's always gotten criticism for not having the end product and stuff, but he is delivering this season. He's got a few assists, scored that bang and volley against Wolves. Against Wolves, yeah, yeah. But anyhow, if you look at the squad he inherited as well, they hadn't even won a game in like yeah. November of last season. Completely just dross. And if you looked at the way his his career ended at. Bournemouth it was it was quite a abrupt ending it didn't end well for him at Bournemouth yeah and then he just sort of like faded into obscurity and then Newcastle were like hey we need a new manager Eddie where you at <laughs> yeah um they sacked you know, he got relegated with Bournemouth he got also got them from league two to the Premier League yeah and in that season Ryan Fraser was refusing to sign a short extension to his contracts he didn't want to get injured Obviously, because they delayed the season, so his contract yeah. expired, and yeah, so his players weren't really helping out. He put up a fight, though. They didn't finish bottom; they finished eighteenth. Yeah, it's not that bad. I I also think under under Eddie Howe as well, Joel Linton looks like a whole new player. Oh, oh yeah. I know. If they can get another stroke. midfielder in there, him and Bruno and yeah. someone else, that would be. They could really be doing well because they, I think, have the fourth best record in the Premier League since uh, the turn of two thousand twenty-two. They went from. They've been an incredible team. Like they genuinely have just played really, really good football, which I think is quite mm. surprising. When because when Bournemouth were in the league, they didn't really play that good football. I think they they most relied on the counter attack. Like they signed players like Jefferson Lerma just to try and get in the way. And then when he's gone to Newcastle now, he's got a bit more creative freedom to actually attack more with Gramaresh, with Willock, with Sam Maximam, Frazier, Callum Wilson, now Isaac. They've got some incredible players there, and then they still have that. Just solid block in the middle of Joe Linton. He's ready to just take yeah. out anyone now that he's discovered that he can <laughs> tackle people. Incredible. Nick Pope too. What a signing. 
Yeah, great and signing. I think great it was 10 signing. mil or 15 mil. That's disgustingly cheap. And Sven Botman as well. That was a great signing. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen too much of him yet, but I used to watch a lot of Leal one highlights because of, of Jonathan David. He looked, always looked sharp. One of my favorite things about Eddie Howe, and I don't know if you two have seen this. Did you watch the City-Newcastle game this yeah. season? So when he was sending on Matt Ritchie, and it's become a meme now, and it's so funny because he's got him and he's got his arm arm around him and they look like the same person. I remember watching it with my flatmate and I was like, oh my God, he's sending himself on. He's cloned himself and he's sending him on. <laughs> if you find the picture of him stood next to Matt Ritchie, they look like exactly the same person. It looks like a bring your son to work day or something. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, crazy. I can imagine. <laughs> Two blonde guys, the same height. It's the same <laughs> hairstyle completely as well. It's just so funny. Yeah, I think he's he's... Changed his reputation because I think he lost. He obviously, he gained his reputation really well from going so far from the lower leagues to the Premier League with Bournemouth, and then sort of lost it when they got relegated and struggled. And then he's getting it back now. You can see why he was in contention for the England job at one time before Gareth Southgate got it. People were talking about maybe Addy Howe could get it. So yeah, yeah, they had a bad period of well, like England. I remember that when Sam Allardyce left, they didn't have like barely any <laughs> options of managers. It was between like Eddie Howe and what was the other one? I think Alan Pardew and stuff. Like, geez. Slim Dickens. And Southgate, obviously. Yeah. Stuart Pierce, get them all, all the old boys in. <laughs> <laughs> well, great choice for the manager. Not one that yeah. I thought that we thought we would get, honestly, but I think that's no. a great choice. Just deserves to be bigged up. Yeah, deserves I'm with the you. Praise. So let's move now to your stadium. Where will this team be playing? This team will be playing at Borussia Park, which is Borussia Mönchengladbach Stadium. So that is the uh, stadium I went to watch that Germany game at. It's the only like proper stadium I've been to. Been to our Amazing. local ground here, but it's nothing special. Borussia Park is popping, and especially for like Gladbach games, the atmosphere there is great. And German it's German one. crowds just know how to do it. They're crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. I really like the culture there because I, the rivalries aren't as like extreme as in England because you see some matches. Like I was watching a Dortmund away game against Hertha Berlin the other day, and they're like, you can see tons of people in the home end with like yellow shirts on, like they can just mix. Compared, if you look at the Arsenal Bournemouth game the other week where Saliba scored that banger. There's an Arsenal fan in the home end, and he had like two security guys around him because he was wearing his Arsenal kit, like dancing up and down, doing the Saliba <laughs> chant. <laughs> and the atmospheres in Germany are like so much better. Yeah, you know, you know why the atmospheres in Germany are better though? It's because of the pricings. Yeah, that's facts. It's like in in like Premier League games at the moment, you're you're only getting people that can actually afford it, not necessarily the best and biggest fans. Whereas in Germany, it's actually affordable, so yeah. anyone who's All a like massive fan can actually go to like it. Hard fans, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's why you get the better atmosphere over there. Yeah, definitely. Watch I really want to get to Germany and watch some games. Yeah, I, I just want to go see. Well. I just want to go see stadiums around the world, and yeah, Germany have some some really nice ones. So. What's the nicest ground you guys have ever been to? I'm tempted to say the Principality or, yeah. Well, Wembley's great. Tottenham, Tottenham Wembley's Stadium. Good. Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium's stadium. very good. Oh, it yeah. does look nice. I'll give them that. We went, mm. we went to that to watch the NFL of all things, but we, uh, yeah, there. 
Incredible. Yeah. Fair. The leg, the one thing I will say about the Tottenham sta- uh, Stadium is the leg room is insane. <laughs> like any other stadium I've ever been to, my knees are touching the person in front of me. In this one, I could literally straighten my legs out. Knees everywhere. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think Tottenham Stadium, um, it is it is incredible. It's it's built for a for a big occasion. It is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know those uh, Champions League nights they had there when they made it to the final, like that Man City game that they won one 0 is just popping. It looks sick. yeah. I will give insane. them that. I think. Oh, I mean, Wembley's great. I think. Um, other than that, it's all been smaller grounds. Like the Etihad, been there. Um, <laughs> Turf Moor in Burnley. That was good. That was a good ground. Deepdale and Preston, the, we love that one. Was that for the Ragnar Clavin last-minute winner at Turf Moor? It wasn't, actually. It was for a West Ham game. <laughs> huh. Was it the game yeah. where they had the goalkeeper, Roberto, and he had just an absolute shocker? It was like 3-0. Uh, no, it was, it, it, this was a while ago. Uh, this was like 2013, and it was 3-0 West Ham. And wow. Carlton Cole scored twice. And uh, you mentioned him before, Enna Valencia scored. There you go. Oh, interesting. It all comes back around somehow. He's a bit of a legend, Enner Valencia. Yeah. He, in Ecuador, during a game, the police were trying to get him for child support. So, And they were like in the stadium. So he faked an injury and they got him <laughs> on the the injury golf cart. So like the medical golf cart was taken around the track to try and get him out of the stadium. And then there's like police chasing him and the police are in a golf cart. Or in the police car, like chasing him around the track. It's insane. You should look that one up after. Did he get away? <laughs> oh no, they got up to him. Nah. I'm sure he was on a fat enough wage playing for West Ham or Fenerbahce to pay the child. Yeah, that's support, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah. should we shouldn't support the man avoiding it, actually. <laughs> Good job, police. Well, I've um I've been to London Stadium as well. I watched a West Ham v Watford in the London Stadium. It's aesthetically it's very nice, but the atmosphere is so poor. <laughs> I don't like it because the track. I don't like any scene of the track. It's so, that like the fans are so far away from the pitch. Yeah, yeah, it looks it, especially the away end. Like whenever a player scores and runs the away end, they have to jump over that thing and run all the way. Well, yeah, I was in the away end as well. For Watford. Yeah, my was that uh, the game my where Dimitri Payet did the Rabona? No, 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 no. It was um, it was last it was last season. So it was it was the first. Oh, game that's the first game after Kurt Zuma's thing. Everyone yeah. was booing. Yeah, that was so we. I was I was in that I was in that crowd. Booing George him was dressed and, as a cat. It was great. That was awesome. <laughs> there were so many chants directed at him. It was so. There was funny. a bigger like, game remember... on, but I kept flipping between just to see, and like everyone in the whole ground, home and away, were just boo. Yeah, Get it was. Him. There was one point he went he went down injured, and uh, the chant was, "That's how your cat feels." And it was just like, that's sick. That's perfect. such an iconic game to go to. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really good. Love that. Right, well, there's your stadium. One last pick, the kit. I will bring it over. Oh, we always love one of his forty. It's one of his forty. We love a visual. This with yellow, the greatest oh. kit oh. that I own. It is the that ninety-three, is nice. ninety-four away kit. Strangely, Paul Merson is on the back. Paul Merson. (laughs) My dad got it for me for Christmas a few years ago. Amazing. I barely wear it, though. I should wear it outside more. I put it on for a few videos, but I actually need to leave the house in this thing. It's beautiful. It's truly beautiful. It's so nice. The early 90s. kits just. Yeah. The early 90s Adidas kits are a different different breed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so iconic. They've actually brought it back out within the last few months. 
particularly when Arsenal's results were poor. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, <laughs> whack out the retro kits. The fans will <laughs> stop complaining about our performance. Well, my, my, uh, modeling it. my favorite podcast, other than this one, of course, uh, is this podcast called Stadio. And one of them is an Arsenal fan. And he his go-to thing, whenever something's going wrong with Arsenal, is just a tweet. Nice kits, though. Because <laughs> no matter what happens with Arsenal, they've always got nice kits. That's true. They do. It's true. You, you say it was 1992-93 nice. season, was it? I think it was the season after. 93-94. Great year. Yeah, we won the Cup Winners' Cup that year. But we also finished like 12th. So That's the season okay. that me and George were born. Yeah. Wow. I was born 93 <laughs> and George was born 94. That makes me feel young. Makes oh, me feel yeah. old. Makes me feel young. That's time ago. <laughs> this badge is really. We cool are as well. old as that kit. Look at that. It's like. It's yeah, the amazing. logo's changed so much over time, isn't it? The cannon's actually facing the wrong way on our current kits. Well, there we go. There's all the picks in the bag. So what we'll do is go through them one more time to make sure you're happy with them, and then all it's left to do is name the team. So. You went for a 4-2-3-1 formation. Your goalkeeper was Manuel Neuer with a defence of Alistair Johnston, Per Mertzsacker, Peter Lewis from Port Vale fame, 99 rated and 99 pace. We love that. And Alfonso Davies. Correct. Yes, moving into your midfield. The uh, two central midfielders are Zinchenko and Schweinsteiger. Uh, a monster combo. Uh, right winger is Chupa Moting. Your attacking midfielder is Meza Ozil, and your left winger is Jacob Schaffelberg. Yeah, uh, your striker, another Port Vale legend, Dominic Lovrent Lovrentsky. I can't say it. Lovrentsky. Lovrentsky. <laughs> that guy. And he's got big uh, your, dom. <laughs> big dom. And big your dom super sub. <laughs> big dom from Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> from from Budapest <laughs> to Stoke and back, what a legend! And then your super sub is Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah, and the manager of this team is Eddie Howe. Stadium is Borussia Park, and the kit is the ninety three ninety four Arsenal away kit, which you are holding up again right now. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful piece of clothing. So happy with your choices. Very happy. Fantastic. Now give us the name. These are, as we go around here, the big mass of Mandem, as I am big mass of air. These are the Mandem. The big, massive Mandem. Love that. Now, before we let you go, Eric, we're going to let you point our listeners in your direction. If they don't already know where you are, I don't know how they wouldn't know, but give give yourself a shout out. Where are we finding you? Follow me on TikTok, big mass of Eric with the C, all one word. And there is a big link tree link that has all the links. We've got some real life football videos coming on YouTube. There's already one. Follow the Instagram. And that's all I really care about. So follow (laughs) those ones. Make sure you do, everyone, because it is fantastic football content. If you like this podcast, you will love Eric's work 100%. Lots of niche football references, all that good stuff. That's what we're all about. Well, thank you very much for coming, Eric. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Good luck with everything in the future, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll stay we'll stay in touch. We have to because you know. Oh, for real! We're gonna hang on to your coattails and get to the top. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna let you drag us along. (laughs) But no, for real. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, 
We a big fan of work and having you on has been a pleasure. So there you go. That was Big Massive Eric. Eric Frank, uh, Canadian TikTok legend. Um, yeah. Genuinely our biggest guest to date. And what a nice guy. Yeah, lovely. Down to earth as well. Absolutely. Um, such a knowledgeable dude. Like, incredible football knowledge for such a young guy. So definitely go follow him on TikTok, Instagram. And anyway, you can follow him. Do follow him because he's great. And his, his wealth of football knowledge is is brilliant. Yeah, his video his videos are incredible. I, I was watching loads of them before before we got him on. He's just some of some of the players he picks out from some obscure countries on his thing. I like yeah. I'll be honest, I don't even well, know half the flags that he chooses, let alone the players he chooses from those countries. No. And I no. like to think that I've got a good knowledge. This whole podcast was based on the fact that I thought that, but now I'm like, <laughs> oh reevaluate my whole life. Yeah. But but no, there we go. What what a team, what a guy, great guest. Um and yeah, exciting times for the podcast. We're, we're no no disrespect to our former guests, but that's our our biggest guest, and and that is a huge milestone for the podcast. So big shout out to Eric for coming on. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening once more. Uh, sorry for the uh, impromptu break again. Uh, we're just going to level with you. We struggle to put out content consistently just because we have real lives too. So <laughs> they will they may be few and far between, but we hope you enjoy them in the meantime because we love recording them. We're gonna record loads more. Keep putting them out until you start listening. Get better as well. Yeah. And if you stop listening, that's okay. Uh but don't because we really enjoy doing these and we're gonna put them out anyway. <laughs> so you might as well listen. Yeah. Sounds good. So that wraps us up for another week. Remember to go follow us on socials, which are at Nostalgia FC Pod on Instagram, TikTok. We're also on Facebook, Nostalgia FC Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, we have had emails come through, which is quite cool. Yeah. Now uh, we have, well, a rather large tournament looming in the near future. I'm, I'm wearing the Wales World Cup kit right now. The World Cup's coming up. We're going to have some amazing World Cup content coming up. Uh, we've got a few good ideas. The return of latest versus greatest, our Euros miniseries. Yes. We're going to bring that for the World Cup, of course. Uh, we've got some World Cup-themed episodes going to be coming out before and around the World Cup. We've got our brand-new draft series, which we're going to start recording pretty soon, which is exciting. You're going to love that one if you enjoy these podcasts. We've got some more guests lined up. We've got, uh, basically, a really exciting time to be a nostalgite, which is a great name, which I've coined on Instagram, and I'm going to keep using it because it's great. Nostalgite, okay. Nostalgite. I just, I just, I typed it in accidentally. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So that's what they're called now. <laughs> love, yeah. big love to all of you nostalgites out there. Keep spreading the good gospel of the Nostalgia FC podcast. We'll keep bringing our episodes. You keep listening, and we'll all have a great time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bandit. That's a pretty good summary, isn't it? Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll let you we'll let you all go back to your normal lives now. Thanks again for listening. That was big, massive Eric delivering. Big massive mandem. <laughs> it's so funny to hear that in a Canadian actor. Maybe the only Canadian person to ever say mandem, but the big massive <laughs> mandem and what a team it was. And what a team it was.
it's just a cannon on the current kits, isn't it? Like not the full badge. They've done basically what Liverpool. It says done. yeah, it says Arsenal. Do I have any Arsenal memorabilia in arm's reach? I do not. But I have this. Because it is a Luis Suarez bottle opener. <laughs> very useful that is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my when life when we're having free drinks you just where's big Louie get it open <laughs> with his teeth yeah I got for that. anyone listening it's I a Louis Suarez bottle opener and it's his mouth is the part that opens the, the bottle so uh, 